0: My friends, I am Vivian McPeak, and this is Hemp Present. If you have feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic for Hemp Present, email me at HempResent at gmail.com. Today's guest is Nebula Hayes who is the co-founder of growweedeasy.com and your seasoned guide through the sometimes confusing world of indoor cannabis cultivation. Since 2010, Nebula has documented every part of the cannabis grow process with pictures and clear, simple instructions so anyone can learn how to grow weed for free. Her unwavering commitment to the home growing community is rooted in a deep seated passion for the plant and an earnest desire to share her knowledge with the world. I've invited her here today to join me and give us the 411 on the 420 because you are part of my world. Um, welcome, Nebula, to Cannabis Radio.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Vivian. Uh, it's my pleasure.
0: Yes, absolutely. My pleasure, too. Um, Nebula, your website is extremely comprehensive and user-friendly for anyone uh, wishing to learn the ropes of cannabis cultivation. Can you give us the story behind growweedeasy.com, how it came about, um, and share with us your mission?
1: Definitely. Um, So our journey, uh, me and my husband, Sirius, it started in 2008. Essentially, at that time, uh, we had a dealer who just kind of stopped answering his phone It's like he dropped off the face of the earth. And so we realized like we had no other way to get weed. It was actually Sirius' idea to start growing because at the time I kind of felt like it must be way too hard, you know? But um, everyone made it seem like you needed a degree in horticulture or something. Uh, When we got started, there was no website that covered aspects of growing. So we had to learn from books and talking to other growers. And frankly, it was actually really frustrating at the time. We got a lot of bad information that kind of sent us down these rabbit holes and we made a lot of mistakes. But by 2010, we'd really mastered the growing process and we're getting really great yields and bud quality. So we decided to start GrowEasy.com to make an easy step-by-step guide. So we made it our mission to demystify the growing process for home growers. And since then, I'm really proud that we've helped millions of growers on the website and hundreds of growers teaching classes. So a lot of growers make it seem like you need to be some kind of plant genius to grow weed or years of experience. But that's actually not true. Cannabis is a predictable plant and you can follow a proven system. And have a successful harvest. We've seen many growers get impressive results on their first grow just by following our simple free instructions on groweateasy.com. So it's just our goal to to get more people growing all around the world.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Once that seed is germinated and put in the ground, you just really kind of need to give it the right environment and it'll do its magic for you. Right.
1: Exactly. You create us, you know, an environment that's better than nature and it will take care of itself.
0: In addition to a galaxy of links to articles on a large spectrum of cultivation topics, you offer complete tutorials. Uh, Can you give us an overview of your course, HomeGrow Masterclass?
1: Yeah, so with the success of growweedeasy.com, we started teaching classes in 2019. And after years of refining it with students, we released Homegrow Masterclass, which is an online video course. We released that last year, and it's a 5-week course with video mm. lessons and a matching written guide. It has all kinds of cool stuff like watering schedules, cheat sheets, recipes for edibles, how to make hash, strain guides, strain guides, uh Quizzes to keep you on track. And we also created an AI chatbot that's been trained by us to answer common grow questions. So students get unlimited access to that for free. And we add new features and resources on request. So the course is designed for beginners and intermediate growers. And it shows you how to get an amazing harvest on your very next grow, whether you've already had a few harvests or even if you killed every plant you ever had, you know, that you've ever cared for. So if you can follow simple instructions, you already have what it takes to become a master grower in five weeks with our course. So if any of your listeners want to learn more, they should go to growweedeasy.com and sign up for our free newsletter, and they'll get notified the next time the course is available.
0: Can you go over some of the challenges that the average beginner might encounter when embarking on an indoor growing project and what some of the solutions might be?
1: Definitely. Um, Probably the most common new grower mistake is just poor germination methods. It's, it's insane how many people are given incorrect information or they just don't know and they kill their seeds. Um, then, and the easiest thing with that is if you don't know what to do, the old fashioned, just put this, the seed right in the soil is, it's pretty effective for most people. So if you don't know what to do, I highly recommend starting there. Um, the other, probably the biggest, uh, challenge would be overwatering. Uh, people tend, they love their plants, you know, they want to give them all the love. And oftentimes that ends up being too much water. Like they just want to water them every day. Uh, so it's like really helps to get a seedling watering guide and just follow, you know, something that's proven to work instead of having to think on your own what to do. Um, and I guess another really common problem is growers start with like random seeds that they find uh, they may think uh, often. So you'll think, oh, these this is going to produce buds like the ones that I found it in. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. Seeds aren't really supposed to be there. And so if they were there, that's because the buds were pollinated by some unknown plant. It could even be a stray hemp plant. You, you never know. And so you can get seeds and they'll grow plants that make buds that are completely different than what you found them in. So I just think for a lot of new growers, it would help them a lot to just buy seeds from a reputable breeder. And luckily, these days, you can go online and buy seeds of pretty much any strain and get it delivered to you anywhere in the world. It's never been a better time to grow weed than it is today. <laughs> um, on average, I'd say seeds are about 10 to 20 bucks a piece. But you have some breeders that will offer strains for as little $2 as $2 or $4 a seed. Um, and I'd say the last big problem that beginners have is with picking grow lights. Like they'll get scammed by buying cheap or poor quality LEDs, especially. And then if they don't understand why their plants are growing poorly, maybe they're doing everything right, but their plants are growing bad because they got the wrong grow light. That's actually something I struggled with when I started growing with LEDs the first time. I didn't realize I got a bad light. Um, Luckily, these all have really easy solutions. Growers can go on growweedeasy.com and get proven genetics, watering methods, and a great grow light explained on how to find those things. And we also offer a plant doctor tool for free on the website to diagnose your sick plants and give you solutions. So, you know, whatever your challenge is, growweedeasy.com will fix that for you. And usually the problem is just a lack of knowledge more than anything else.
0: You mentioned grow lights. And, you know, back in the day, my wife and I produced some dank ass blue Magoo and white widow and mango haze among other strains in the basement, Warren, of our ramshackle uh, abode. Uh, (laughs) And in those days it was all about high pressure sodium light systems with giant hoods and serious electric bill uh, as well as a kind of disturbing carbon footprint. And as you mentioned, lighting technology, uh, technology has changed a lot. just kind of, you know, uh, unpack that a little bit more about what the lighting options would be these days. Yeah, Um, definitely. And and kind of the pros and cons. I mean, some people might want to stick to the the tried and true method, and other folks might be wanting to look into new technologies.
1: Yeah, uh, HPS lights, they get a really bad rep, um, and they do produce a lot of heat. But they produce excellent, excellent weed. And they actually work really well to grow. And they're cheap. It's kind of, and I think personally, I feel like part of why they're not as popular anymore is that for companies, it doesn't pay, there's no profit in selling an HPS light. You can buy a a 600 watt HPS light for like a $100. And it'll work as well as, you know, a thousand dollar LED as far as yields. But LEDs, when they first came out, they weren't very good, you know, like in 2010, they, they weren't there, but really in the last 10 years, they have, they really can compete with HPS and they come with a lot of really cool benefits. I would say, um, they're they're they run much cooler. So if you live in a place that's cold and you don't want to heat your grow room, personally, I still think to this day, an HPS is your best bet, but if if you're dealing with heat, LEDs are the way to go. And LEDs also, they tend to bring out the purple in buds, which is considered a positive trait. And in some of the side-by-side experiments we've done, the LEDs seem to actually produce slightly higher amounts of THC if you grow clones mm-hmm. under both of them. But mm-hmm. I still am a, a fan of HPS. If we get really cold winters, I'll do a grow with the HP, still with my HPS, because they just, it's you really can't beat the yields. Like I know everyone says the LED yields are better, and sometimes they are, but like anybody can just get humongous yields with HPS. Was that your experience? Did you feel like your buds got nice and big?
0: Um, when, when <laughs> certainly when things were working out right, um, absolutely. Um, and so it's good to know that Nebula is kind of OG old school on the lighting. <laughs> um, we're gonna go to a break and uh and come right back with our second segment for Nebula Haze from growweedeasy.com. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. We're back on here present with Nebula Hayes from growweedeasy.com. You know, we were just talking about LEDs um which which are kind of a fairly recent development as the technology has improved. Um in your opinion, what might be some additional future trends in home cannabis cultivation? And how might any of those relate to responsible cultivation practices? When, In fact, what are responsible culti- cultivation practices while you're at it?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, LEDs are, they have been improving and they're going to continue improving has been my impression. So I definitely think, you know, LEDs are the future for growing. Uh, but as far as trends in home cannabis cultivation, one of the biggest things has to be that the legal landscape is changing rapidly. You know, right now there's talk of rescheduling cannabis to Schedule 3, which would state that the U.S. officially believes there's medical value in cannabis. Uh, That's not ideal. In my opinion, it would be better to take it off the schedule list altogether and regulate it like alcohol, but I still think that's a step in the right direction. And for home growers, it's really important that we're contacting our political representatives, especially if you're in a state that's trying to legalize cultivation right now. Um, one unfortunate trend is that a lot of states are trying to legalize cultivation for businesses, but not allow growers to grow at home because they essentially they want a monopoly. They'll say it's for safety. But that's bull, frankly, because in every state with a legal weed market, people keep finding that buds being contaminated with mold, pesticides, or even worse. Um, where a home grower knows exactly what's going into their buds, homegrown weed is safer. Uh, but they, I there's some states like I'm, you know, Washington was one of the first states to legalize I'm, weed. I'm and if,
0: sitting here right now, oh. in Washington <laughs> state where. We were one of the first of the two states to legalize, and we still don't have, and I just testified actually, uh, a week and a half ago, I testified to the state legislature about a home grow bill that we've been trying to get passed for years, Uh, a different version of it. So I'm wow, sorry, that's
1: amazing! I'm so that that just warms my heart because <laughs> um, it really is going to take growers contacting their representatives and participating in the political process to be fighting these businesses, you know, that have a very strong incentive to be the only ones to be allowed to grow weed. Um, yeah, so especially in states like like yours, uh, that's so cool that you're sticking up for the entire grow community by taking a stand. Um, and another one that's like that is New York right now. They have a legal market, but they haven't made home grow legal yet. Um, yeah. Yeah, so just I think just demanding home grow is allowed for people uh, and realizing that the real reason that they're trying to stop it is to pr- protect the protect the market for themselves. Yeah, it's
0: kind of the same old story, right? It's 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 the st- everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McKrispie sandwich. Um, we've got the moneyed interest coming in, the corporate interest kind of dominating and influencing the political agendas, right?
1: Exactly. Um, I think another thing that we can do, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying about responsible practices, is I think one thing growers can do is just to be good neighbors. Like take care of your smells of your plants with a carbon filter. Don't grow huge plants in your yard that everyone can see. You know, Don't smoke weed in public around people you don't know. It doesn't just reduce the chance of someone like coming and stealing your weed or running into problems with the government or police messing with you. It just helps people from being annoyed by by growers and cannabis consumers, you know, in general. And it just elevates the whole growing movement when we're all responsible growers. Uh, in the next few years, I, I think that home grow is going to continue to be allowed in more states uh at the very least new york claims that they're going to legalize home grow this year or next year but we'll see i also think it might help uh it will accelerate legalization if government reschedules weed so we're all hoping right now there's something called the safe banking act that's in congress that would allow cannabis businesses to have access to banking and i think that that would be good just for the entire movement in general who struggles to get banking services, though not that that is necessarily great for home grow. But no matter what, groweedeasy.com is going to be here for growers, showing them how to grow so they can be self-sufficient and not dependent on the government to change for them to get access to a bunch of excellent weed.
0: You know, you're just singing my song in so many different ways. Um, I I spent 28 years as the executive director of the largest cannabis reform event in the world, Seattle Hemp Fest. Uh, and, And, you know, I just so identify with everything that you just said. Um, you know, we got into schedule one federally, it should be schedule none mm-hmm. uh, would make sense, you know, but uh, yeah, schedule three, one of the things that schedule three will do is if, you know, the whole, whole the whole federal illegalization of cannabis is based on this, the schedule idea that there's no medical uh, no medical benefit and it's highly addictive um, which is all, you know, kind of ridiculous um, and if you've been sentenced you know, to a felony to a long you know, Schedule 3 sentence or Schedule 1 sentence, and then they change to Schedule 3, that's going to put a lot of prisoners in a position where they can actually petition the government uh, to say, wait a minute, you know, I'm serving this long sentence. Uh, and that could really have a domino effect. Um, and, and, and your thing about the public relations is just that people be smart and sensible and, and respect people who aren't in the cannabis community. Uh, is so important and no one's ever said that I'm, I've done like 350 uh, interviews on this show <laughs> and, and no one's really articulated that quite the way you have so I, I'm really really into that and the other thing is about the banking because you know one thing we have happening here uh, is these these recreational cannabis stores have these smash and grab robberies where people are grabbing a uh, stealing a car or a vehicle a truck and just literally like smashing into the whole front of the of the of the store in the middle of the night then rushing in and grabbing product and and money or armed robberies and that's because they have to deal in cash
1: yeah. because they can't
0: take credit cards because of the 280e and all this other stuff um so it's just exciting time and it just shows that there's this kind of complacency at least in my state where well isn't it legal and it's like no it's not legal it's federally legal but also, there's so many other things that we need to keep fighting for. So I just really appreciate you coming from that position.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> um,
0: you know, you kind of mentioned um, the health concerns, you know, the benefits of growing your weed at home. Uh, and, and, and we're talking about retail weed. And there's a variety of health-related concerns that someone might have about the purity of the cannabis they consume in terms of making sure, like you said, it's pesticide, herbicide, mold, and fungus-free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some might turn that medical grade, but any smart person, a healthy person even, I would think would not want those things in their stash.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and some people might, might want specific strains available in a rec store or dispensary that they can't get, um, you know, say they're a patient or whatever, whatever. And these are all reasons that someone might want home cultivation, even in a state that has legal
1: sales. Do you agree? Oh, completely. It's, there are so many issues with the legal markets. Like, for example, in California, they have a problem where all of the people who are testing the weed for, uh, for mold, pesticides, and even THC percentage, there's like this huge scandal lately where a bunch of them have gotten caught for lying about the percentages or they'll mm. find that there's You know, pesticides and then the dispensary just pays them some money and suddenly they'll certify them as not having pesticides. And in some in some some people have gone around to just various legal dispensaries and have found that a huge proportion of the products have some kind of issue, whether it's a pesticide or mold or it doesn't actually have as much THC as they say. For example, you really aren't going to find many buds that have more than like 30, maybe 35 percent THC max if it's just pure weed. And yet you've I've seen at a dispensary, you know, 35, 40. Some people have told me they've even seen 50 percent THC weed. And that's coming from this very just crooked legal system where there isn't enough oversight. The cool thing about being a home grower is you skip all of that. Like, you know, whether there was pesticides in the weed, you know what you're getting.
0: You know, Nebula, we have the exact same thing going on in Washington state (sighs) um, with no regulatory oversight of the laboratories. And, you know, you go to a lab, they don't give you um, the results that you want you go, you know what? I'm just going to go to another lab. Yep. Yep. Exactly. "Oh, Oh, well don't do that. Right, um, and and because there is, it's it's all kind of the wild west, and uh, and we got the exact same thing going on here. And uh, there's a, a chain called Uncle Ike's, and they started ha- having <clears throat> weed tested, and they found a tremendous amount of the pre rolls had mold in it uh, because mm-hmm. of the way that they just the way that they dried the the shake and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and you know they found the same thing, heavy metals and mm-hmm. all kinds of other things. Uh, and you know, cannabis is one of the number one natural remediators of heavy metals and toxins from the ground. Right. Um, and that's because it, it kind of, you know, feeds on that stuff, but that means it's also going to be in the plant if you don't, if you don't properly flush it and, and give it the proper environment. Yeah.
1: It's so true. You know, like there's just Home growers can like actually make the weed they want. It can have the, you know, the quality and then the effects and the potency that they want, and they can know that it's safe. It's crazy to me that people try to make it seem like you shouldn't let home growers grow weed because it's not safe. It'd be like saying that people couldn't grow tomatoes because homegrown tomatoes are not safe. Like it just doesn't make sense.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay, we are going to go to another break and come back with our final segment for Nebula Haze. Time to roll out for the people that let us present. Hang loose.
1: We're coming right back.
0: And it's the final segment with Nebula Hayes. Um, Nebula, can you kind of describe what other cultivation topics people might find covered at growweedeasy.com that we haven't covered so far or kind of like, you know, how, what, what other things people might be able to negotiate on the site?
1: Yeah, uh, one of the things that we cover, uh, a practical grow technique is plant training. So this is, uh, this is completely free and it will increase not just your yields, but also the quality of your buds. So it's definitely something any grower wants to know about. And essentially what plant training is, it's the act of bending and pruning your plants as they grow, especially indoors so that they naturally or so that they grow wide and flat under the grow light, like a table. And the reason this is, this is effective is it makes it so that all the buds get their own space and they're all the same distance from the grow light. And when you do that, the, on a cannabis plant, the top buds are always the best ones. It's just, it's, uh, it's not, you know, literally the height of the plant. And so if you make it so that all of the buds are the top buds, then all of your weed is going to just be better. And we show all of the, there's so many ways to train your plants, but the most simple is just bending over a branch, if you notice it getting taller than the others, and tying it down. If you do just that, that's going to increase your yields and results dramatically. So we do a lot of talking about different ways to do plant training. Um, So that's definitely something uh, that we have a lot of tutorials on, various easy ways to train your plants. We've also done side by side experiments, uh, between different methods or different LEDs and various tests so growers can see what works with, you know, an actual seed plants and see what, what will an HPS grown plant look like versus the same clones grown under an LED. So just so growers can see what works. And we've also done things like organic growing versus non-organic growing and testing strains. So, we, we cover all of that and any new developments in gen- genetics. Uh, one, one huge new popular change is the, uh, the appearance of auto flowering strains and auto flowering strains are really cool because they let you go from seed to harvest in just like two or three months, depending on the strain. So it's kind of just like a house plant on steroids. Like as long as you just water it and give it lots of light and just keep it alive for two months, then you could have weed at the end. So that's just been, I think a huge development for home growers, just because that's a lot easier for most people.
0: Wow. Yeah. All really, really good stuff. Um, We only have, uh, what do we have? We've got about uh, two and a half minutes, maybe. Um, Do you have any any final thoughts that you'd like to share with us or anything we haven't covered? Um, Anything else people should know about growing weed in general or, or, or your website?
1: Uh, I think the main thing that I would just want to say is that I hope that growers try to look at the growing community as a whole and try to be a part of the community. If you've learned how to grow weed, I just highly encourage you to help the next person and take a little time to answer questions if you can. If we all work together to spread the knowledge, there's nothing people can do to take weed away from us. Um, So just focusing on the community Uh, If anyone's looking for community, we offer that on growweedeasy.com. We have forums where you can get help with your plants. And we have a newsletter where we share the latest legalization news and growing information and new techniques that we've learned. Uh, So, yeah, just I, I would just say the just. Ever like take responsibility for for your own uh, for for being a good member of this industry of this movement, so that together we can build something that's just going to continue growing and becoming better and better.
0: Awesome, um, growweedeasy dot just like it sounds. Um, really impressive, Nebula. Just you know, I, I went to your website and I was just like, man, this is like exhaustive and comprehensive and really clearly put together. Um, really good stuff, really refreshing, you know, and let's, let's overgrow the government on yes. this issue. You know, I, I mean, we are really get, making some traction. I feel like it's just a matter of time now. It's not if, but when, uh, you know, the iron curtain of prohibition is going to come down. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and before we, we close, you know, you mentioned that, um, they say that, that home grow is, is dangerous and almost all the things that they cite are things that are caused by Prohibition itself. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. Right?
0: That's that's the crazy paradox of, of the disinformation of of Prohibition and the Prohibition. It's always been that way, you know? Uh, everything that they have blamed on us are things that Prohibition itself is causing. So it's just an exciting time. And I just really appreciate you being on the show and sharing your knowledge.
1: Uh, it is a pleasure talking to you, Vivian. Uh, I, I really appreciate you. Bringing me onto the show so I can share my thoughts. Uh, you know, this is Nebula Hayes of GrowEDC.com. Uh, to, to anybody, take care and happy growing.
0: All right, that concludes this installment of 100% On Canvas Radio. When it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find your voice and speak up for justice, because resistance is fertile. The 100% intro music is Seven Mile Beach by Joanne Rand, and the outro music is Take Back the Plant by Stiggerbush. See you next time. Stay strong.